This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'm joined today by Jacob Steinberg, football reporter for The Guardian. Jacob, how are you? Good, you well? Yeah, all good, thanks. Good stuff. Uh, I'm really happy that you're joining us today. Of course, you've been covering the Declan Rice story in depth over the last few weeks or so. How has it been, the whole process of covering this kind of chaotic English record story that it has been? Uh, It's been quite draining. Um, A lot, Obviously, (laughs) kind of a few twists and turns here and there with Manchester City uh, kind of coming in late notice and potentially throwing a spanner in the works for, for Arsenal's um, bid. But I've always been pretty confident that Rice would end up at Arsenal. And um, despite that bid last week from Manchester City, that's where things are heading. Uh, we're just waiting for that final confirmation, the, the last bit of negotiations to, to get through between the clubs. And then he will be an Arsenal player and I think a very good signing for them, um, given the way things kind of unraveled at the end of, of last season. I think he, he fills a, a hole that, um, that that Arsenal could, you know, will, will, will benefit from. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, you've recently um, published an article in The Guardian today with recording this just uh, on the uh, the Tuesday evening. And in that, it seems that the we're moving towards the, the finalisation of, of this deal. What have you made of kind of the... The process between Arsenal and West Ham after that £105 million total figure was was achieved. Do you think that Arsenal or West Ham have kind of won out in this or is it kind of a middle ground, if you like, between the clubs? I think it's really a middle ground. I mean, all this stuff about instalments and when they're going to be paid and um, and, and add-ons and everything, it's it's not ultimately what people will be talking about probably in, in a year or, or even probably when he's making his his Arsenal debut, I think, from West Ham's financial perspective, getting as much as they possibly could is obviously will be seen as a positive for them and, and getting it as quickly as possible as well be seen as a positive. They're, they're getting, obviously, a British transfer record, um, as a, a most expensive British player. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's obviously fantastic for them. You know, tops Jack Grealish is done brilliantly at Manchester City last season. And from Arsenal's perspective, okay, they're paying a lot of money, so it really needs to work out. But 
if this is the player or one of the players, because a few players are coming in, but particularly mm -hmm. I think Rice is, you know, was the, the top target for Mikel Arteta for, for a very long time. If he, this turns out to be the player who potentially gets them over the line and helps them um, make a better uh, fist of challenging Manchester City than how it turned out at the end of last season, then I don't think people will be worrying about all the payment structures and, and everything else. I think a few of these things start to probably become more uh, more engrossing when there's no football, I guess, and, and, mm. and people are uh, following every sort of twist and, and turn on, on social media and all the updates are coming and various journalists are throwing in uh, bits and pieces all the time and it can seem at times like um, the, the next update is the most important when in reality sometimes you know nothing is really going on for a few days and we're just kind of counting down the hours for the final uh, confirmation to come and then you know he'll, he'll do the media go through pre-season and everything and all this will be over the last two or three weeks will be forgotten about really yeah you described the process as, as as draining and i absolutely could empathize why that, that might be the case we often talk when we speak to fellow journalists on the channel about kind of their process of, of covering these stories we talk about the social aspects of it just be briefly before we go into the player himself how do you find kind of reporting on these high profile transfers and the reaction that you get on social media to stories? Because I've, I've described it as a, a thankless task, you know, doing transfer stories because it's never a case of, wow, fair play for getting all that information and, and, and reporting it. It's always a case of what's next? What about this guy? What about this guy? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do think what um, is is quite interesting in this window is that quite a few of the uh i think some of the bigger um stories now have probably been taken up in in june i think you know for example chelsea mm. have got out most of their players um the mm. mason mount one which probably could have turned into a bit of a saga has kind of been wrapped up with with manchester united um ending up there sorry my uh that's all right move my camera so that <laughs> wife doesn't come in the shot um and uh, yeah, a lot of those things have kind of been taken care of and, and, and rice and everything is, that's gone, that's been and everything. We're just waiting for it now. So maybe Harry Kane will will uh, <laughs> will be the next one, will he or won't he go to Bayern Munich and leave Tottenham uh, at long last? But um, mm. but but otherwise, I think, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of the stuff seems to have kind of been taken care of now. So um i'm kind of wondering what's going to come next in in june what's going to be the the next big thing that that um that grabs everybody's attention um it can you know it's an interesting uh process to to go through um there's a lot of obviously the the way things have progressed with the media and with social media there's 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 not just the traditional media now that's um that's reporting on this and with the social media aspect it's pretty much 24 7 so the fact mm. that stories were breaking at 11 o'clock a couple of times with this one was um it's not great for for those with young children um and yeah. you're sitting there thinking oh my god i'm writing this story and they're going to be up at about six or seven o'clock which um is quite tiring and everything um but mm -hmm. you know it's, it's good fun and uh getting yourself into the position to be able to um you know actually sort of have the um awareness of what's going on in the story isn't something that 
always is you know is, is able to to happen just like that it's kind of a, a process which can take quite a long time to to build up and, and and you know to have to trust and everything and to know who you need to go to with mm. with a story like this and everything and um it's not always the case sometimes you can kind of jump onto something um quite quickly but uh, in others you know you need to build that up over quite a long period of time um it's you know it's, it's different it's different in each case but um mm. but yeah it, it can be quite a long game at times and for arsenal this has in this transfer this has been a, a long process i mean for, you know but i think if you think of kai havertz it's kind of something that's probably cropped up out of the blue a little bit quickly from chelsea whereas the rice thing's been something that's bubbling away for quite a long time and um it's not a big surprise ultimately that he's ended up there it's just the when i guess arsenal fans started losing their minds when manchester city came in and people were saying how could he possibly not go there if they're the ones who are going to go for it mm. yeah I, that whole when the, the city kind of came you know with doing the channel every single day and you know the engagement with arsenal supporters on a daily basis you know we have the highs and lows the roller coasters the meltdowns the, the exuberance of of when a signing is made to to see kind of people ecstatic about it um you know even today with alessia russo getting announced it was great i think to see kind of the the hype around that that deal getting done as well from a, a women's football perspective one of the biggest deals in in the history of that side of the game was fantastic from an arsenal point of view and then we're hoping that this week we'll see an announcement on the men's side with Declan Rice, you know, and it's two huge deals for Arsenal, but the, the a hype of Arsenal fans is something that's sometimes not able to be contained always in the best way. But hopefully with this saga coming to a close, uh, we can start to just enjoy the football, which pre-season, of course, getting underway very soon as well. But digging into to Declan Rice, obviously covering West Ham, and watching West Ham, what you noticed immediately, obviously, is is the profile of the player and how he's grown in that club, how he's become the player that he is, how he's you know grown into an England international as well whilst playing with West Ham. Do you feel as though that this switch to Arsenal is going to be, with the benefit of playing for England, more seamless than, say, other players that have come through at Arsenal that have moved from other Premier League clubs because Arteta has really moved into this direction of trying to sign players from within England. You know, we've seen Ben White, Aaron Ramsdale move and then kind of gain their England notoriety whilst at Arsenal. I know that Ben White had that appearance whilst he was at the end of his Brighton career. But do you feel as though that the the experience Rice has got from his time playing with so many top elite English players in the England national side will allow this transition into Arsenal to be somewhat seamless? Yeah, I mean, obviously he'll know a few of the players from the England squad uh, who are at Arsenal. You know, he's in that starting eleven for England along with Bukayo Saka. Uh, there's the connection with Aaron Ramsdale and everything. And the Ben White one is a obviously a little bit of a interesting situation given what mm. happened at the World Cup and everything. But yeah, he'll he'll immediately know people um, there, so that will make it much easier. The fact that he's still in London will make it easier as well there's no need to move house or anything like that um unless he wants to um but yeah. uh, you know that's all going to make it quite easy for him to to just settle in and, and get there and everything and i think the fact that there's probably been behind the scenes a relationship built up with Mikel Arteta uh will probably make this quite an easy adjustment period for Rice i think what's always been a, a theme with him is that he's always kind of risen to challenges so i think if you go back to the start of his uh, footballing development and you look at the you know him getting released from Chelsea when he was 
14 that's a crushing blow for a for a boy of that age and um you know he could have it could have actually i guess although he's obviously extremely talented it could have ended him because it's mm. such a, a a a big a big disappointment for um a, for somebody to 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 go through instead he's very quickly back into um into a club i think he had trial at fulham uh, ends up at west ham um very quickly at west ham was was quite clearly extremely talented you know i think that at the time they were talking about him being the one of the, the best trialists that they'd ever had when he when he went down to to Chabwell Heath which is where the, the youth team uh were and and um but there were points even at West Ham where um where they they actually I think when he was about 16 or 17 where they talked about potentially releasing him but he had people who um they weren't sure whether the whether the development was actually coming on I, I'm not sure if he off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember. I think it was that he maybe hadn't gone quite through the uh, the growth development at the time mm. that, that that had been expected of him. But he had uh, people there who absolutely had total faith in him and backed him to go on to be the um, just you know the breakout star of the academy and gets into the first team at West Ham. And, and again, you can kind of um, this, the the theme of that kind of develops on because. During the start of time uh, in, in the first team, when he got into the, into the team around 2018 under Slavin Village, towards the end of the Slavin Village era, he started Declan Rice away at Newcastle August 2018, and he played him in midfield. He'd actually sort of come through, and I think he was the thinking was he was potentially going to be a, a centre back at the time. And he has played there for West Ham, but I think he was playing in midfield that day up at Newcastle. They were under huge pressure that day because they started the season really badly. He gave away the goal, uh, the first goal with a, I think he lost possession in midfield. I think he got taken off at half time. Um, and obviously he was, I think he was 18 at the time, so just a kid, but he learns from it very quickly. You go, you probably actually remember the, um, the, the, well, it was the weekend where Wenger had announced that he was quitting as Arsenal manager and West Ham were the opponents that, that weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you remember, it was one all with about 20 minutes to go. Rice ducks under a cross and, just um you know for for no particular reason and it could total miscommunication with joe hart and it ends up in the back of the net just the cross goes in and david moyes afterwards went into the uh press conference and absolutely hammered him and the mm. reason why he did it is because he knew that rice could take it and maybe another player wouldn't have been able to but he knew basically that rice had the if it had been anybody else he probably wouldn't have, have done it but he knew that with with rice that he would be hard on himself anyway and that he would learn and that he would improve and that they probably wouldn't make that mistake ever again. I've never seen mm. him make that kind of mistake again. And he, he'd done it a couple of times, Moyes, where he's actually sort of singled him out in public and people have gone, you can't do that with a player. Um, you're going to lose him. But with, with, with Rice, it's not, it's, it's always been the case that you could, you know, trust him to learn from, from the mistakes. And he's gone on and on and on and progressed. Every time a manager's ever doubted him, he had it with Pellegrini a little bit where he dropped him, uh, tried to play others in midfield uh, instead of him, didn't work at all. Very quickly, Rice was back into the team and West Ham were a better side with him in, in midfield. Um, even bits and pieces around, you know, some of the pundits who've questioned whether or not he has the quality on the ball in the final third that's kind of very quickly been um i think that's been answered and you can see how much quality he does have um i think it will get better in a better team i think you'll start to see it come out more i think you see it maybe a little bit more with um uh with england as well um Mm. and uh i think if you 
uh, sort of if you, if you take, for example, his early England career, very early on, he played in the Nations League. I think, I think it was his third or fourth cap against Holland, the semi-final. Basically gets the runaround from Frankie de Jong. And mm. um, in England, they end up losing that game in extra time. It doesn't really happen now. That's not the kind of thing that happens to Declan Rice now. I don't really see players give him the runaround. He's, you know, he's, he's 24. Back then, he was about 19, 20. He's got so much more experience, so much more leadership. He's not always going to have incredible games, but you know, generally speaking, for West Ham over the last two or three years, he's pretty much been the best player all the way through it. Um, and you know, the, the the way that he's left as well, I don't think anybody can argue with it. You know, leading them to that leading mm. to that uh, to that trophy, and I think um, it, part of the it's part of the person that he is as well. It's not just the player. Um, I think it's the way he's done it. Never really, he's, you know, he's obviously very clearly wanted to leave West Ham for about three years. And he's never really dropped the the effort or the quality. Um, this season's been difficult. You know, he's obviously in the middle of it, has gone to World Cup and played in an incredible game against France. And mm. all his mates more or less have gone off back to the clubs who are challenging for the Champions League, challenging for the title. He goes back into a um, into a relegation battle. His thought was pretty much always, right, I've got six months or so to do this. I'm going to keep West Ham up and I'm going to win the, and win the Conference League. That was the plan. And then I'm going to leave on a high. And it's kind of the case that nothing's really got in his way. Um, and I think people have always just they've respected that and respected the effort, respected the kind of person that he is, very genuine person. Um, the you know always been a leader ever since he was in the academy. The coaches could kind of trust him to sort of keep their standards for you know be be the ones who'd impart their message to the rest of the group, but also look after the other kids and make sure that, that they were that they were okay as well. I think that that's I, I would I would guess that quite quickly he may well be the um, wearing the wearing the armband at Arsenal. Probably I see him as the next England captain as well, mm. depending on how long Harry Kane lasts because he could potentially last a long time. But he's that kind of character. I think he'll be a great signing for Arsenal, um, and I, I'm not surprised that uh, I'm not really surprised that City tried to try to get it despite the fact that it never really seemed that they were necessarily going to be there until right at the end yeah i think the 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 key points from from that was for me that, that i think he's a really good word to use is that he's a bit of a sponge he absorbs you know so much information he, he really learns from moments as you said about david Moyes kind of singling him out Mikel arteta as a coach you know as we've learned is 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 able to to delve out so much information he's, he's a top coach he's improved players hand over fist in the arsenal team you know one of Rice's best mates in the England setup, Bakaya Saka, has you know improved leaps and bounds under his tutelage. So it will be interesting to see how Arte- what Arteta can get from him, what level he can take Rice to uh, in this Arsenal setup, and and how those two might work as as a pair, and how Rice fits in. We'll come on to that maybe a little bit. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's go into kind of Rice as, as the player. Um, and we've got kind of three key themes to discuss. Initially, to kind of stick with the, the defensive side of things, he had, I think it was 63 interceptions in the Premier League last season, which was more than any other player. I think the next highest was 56, which was Moises Caicedo, Decore, and uh, Adresa Gay were the next highest. His reading of the game and how he kind of reads where players are going to move to time his challenges, not only that, but obviously his, his tackles in the defensive third more so. How has his defensive ability kind of developed over the last few years at West Ham? He's kind of always been pretty good at it. Um I mean, he's always the tackling has always been something that's that stood out. I remember him, remember him once, um, and it's you know a lower, probably a lower bar here. But I remember a game against uh, Everton at home where he was the last man back. He was playing in the back three at that uh, on on that day, and I can't remember who was running at him, but he kind of produced a kind of Bobby Moore against Brazil 1970 kind of t- tackle. And okay, Bobby Moore was playing against a slightly better stand of, of opposition than, uh, than than Rice was that day in Everton. But he's always had that kind of ability just to suddenly whip the ball away from you. Um, and, it, you know, obviously, as he's got older and more experienced and more understanding of the position um, in, in midfield and, and in defensive midfield, the positional awareness has obviously grown. He always does seem to be in the, in the right place. And, you know, what's helped with that as well is that if he's not in the right place, he's very, very quick. He's got that huge powerful stride to him so he can get back and you know you 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 see that you see that often you see suddenly the the leg that long leg kind of comes whipped around and and the ball is away Mm. from away from the player he's he's as i say so powerful he's strong in the air he's big and you know he he would he's got that ability as well to um uh, to 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 drop back as well into a back three you know because i guess arsenal a lot of the time there is that that element where they're pushing the fullbacks on, or Sinchenko's kind of dropping into midfield, isn't it? And so yeah. I guess that also that flexibility, that versatility and that awareness that, that Rice has probably helps even more on that defensive side of things. Um, so yeah, he's, he's absolutely fantastic at that stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I, there's a really good example in the top right hand corner of the screen. Fulham on a break here, Willian through, and he catches it up and kind of whips, you say, that long leg round to get the tackle in. And, and Fulham were away and clear at this point. And it's an absolutely critical challenge. There's another one uh, in the bottom of the screen as well against Aston Villa. He gets a foot in um, in, in the box in a really dangerous situation. He's really good at kind of just the, the last ditch moments as well. Like he, he's so composed in his tackling, I find. And that's something I think Arsenal in moments where at the end of the season, they're in that title challenge and the pressure was really on there were moments of mistakes and, and against Manchester City there were mistakes and I feel like he's the type of player that levels things up for Arsenal in, in those big games gives them that experience gives them that that calming presence that they've needed and although Partey's been you know has excelled you know the reliability of Rice as well the amount of games is available for him we've missed Partey in such big fixtures this season it was the Man City home game the Manchester United away game but Rice's record of, of being available is going to be such a big asset to the sides uh, as well uh, moving into passing what's I think something that a lot of Arsenal's there's within Arsenal's fan base there have been critics of, of this this move um, there's some that feel that he's not enough of a step up on Thomas Partey from a passing perspective to 
um, to invest such an amount of money. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on how you see him as a progressor of the ball, or is he a lot more safer than, than maybe I'm letting on? Um, I think it's probably something that can develop. I think what you probably have to remember as well is that he's playing in a team that generally doesn't have a lot of the ball, pretty defensive, counter-attacking. So, and that's really been the way it was for West Ham this season. And one of the issues that West Ham have had and that Rice has had a little bit this se- or in, in that past season as well is that he's been playing alongside Thomas Suchek, who for quite a long period of the, the season really struggled with his form. He's one of those players, Suchek, who's, who's very important sort of to, he, he's, he's such a hard worker, he understands totally, and he, he's, he's got an eye for goal as well. He totally understands why managers would want him in the side, but he's not the best technically. So it becomes quite difficult at times for West Ham to control possession. I think if you're, I think I'd be very interested to see Rice, the difference between him when he's playing next to Odegaard, when he's playing next to Havertz, when he's got the potential to look for Martinelli and, and Saka, mm. as opposed to, which is obviously a huge step up from the players who are around him at West Ham. I think that it will it will grow. I mean, you've got to remember that he this is a player who, until he was 14, was in the Chelsea Academy. So he was, you know, he was at the time one of the best players in the in the country um, in his in his age group and mm. got released and, and everything. And comes to West Ham, but I think that he will, uh, I think it will grow. I, I think he's, you know, I think it's, it's, it's already pretty good. Uh, you know, he's very good at switching the play. Uh, I think he's quite a quick, snappy passer. Um, I think he's kind of got, reminds me a little bit of the, of the way that the Roy Keane used to be in a, in a, in a certain sense. And um, maybe the subtlety, maybe that can improve, but Arsenal have a lot of that already. Um and a lot of that, probably in those deeper positions, it's not got close to them winning the league. So I think that mm. the kind of player who um, is going to come in and and just shut things down is very important. Um, so so yeah, so someone someone once uh, someone once likened him to uh, in the conversation with me, someone who who would who's a good judge of football um, yeah. and probably a better judge than than you and me, likened him to Vieira. So. Maybe go. they found the new one. Let's see. <laughs> the buzzword. Yeah. Keen and Vieira's comparisons there is uh, high praise indeed. The, you know, the example in the in the top screen away from home against Crystal Palace where he plays in Lanzini um, for what was a brilliant piece of technical skill by Lanzini and finishing in, in that game. And also, it kind of bleeds quite nicely into the, the talk about possession because... The example on the screen is the goal that he scores against Ghent in the UEFA Conference League, the, where he nicks the ball off the uh, the opposition player. There's that little interchange with Paqueta, runs through, scores. And I think that they, this goal actually woke a lot of Arsenal fans up to what he's capable of on the ball for those that hadn't seen all that much of Rice week in, week out. Um, and I think that what he has shown is that He's got, he's got that explosiveness at times about him where he just bursts through the midfield. And, you know, Arsenal, as you say, you talked about in the passing, the contrast that he's going to bring. And, you know, you need someone that's going to shut things down. But also, I, I do think that Arsenal at some times have needed a bit more of that explosiveness from deeper in the midfield. They're so cute at the passing at times and playing through teams. But the differences that he might bring and the contrast he might bring with his style is perhaps one of the big reasons why Arteta has got him in because he is so different to some of the things that we've had already. But talk to me about how that kind of technical side of his game, what he's like on the ball, 
um, at taking players on. And of course, what was highlighted in that goal against Ghent showed potentially the whole world of what he's capable. Yeah, of. well, I mean, it's, for a start, it's it's a it's a physical thing. So he's I've watched him at times just overwhelm pretty good midfields, and mm. um, and when he gets running, then it's quite difficult to stop him. Uh, I think what has, and he's getting more confident as well. That's part of it, is that he's getting more confident. Um, and I think the thing is that people at West Ham have always kind of known that he can do it and that he is more of a box-to-box midfielder than he's probably let on early on in his career. But it's always been, he's sort of times he's kind of had to sacrifice himself a little bit for the team. And also there's been that element of Suchek. It was in the season where they challenged for the Champions League qualification. Suchek really was the one who was pushing on a lot more than Rice. And he, you know, Suchek that season was in great goal-scoring form. So Rice kind of stepped back a bit more than 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 he might have liked to. It kind of came on more uh, two seasons ago, and it's kind of progressed since then. So it's a side to his game that he's kind of still developing. Um, but when he gets going, he's really difficult to stop. People who know him and rate him say, you know, once he's playing in that better side, this is going to get. It's going to, you know, that's that side of it's really going to grow. I think if you look at the clips of him going on those kind of runs, you can see the quick footwork and the way he can get out of tight situations, which I think has been a concern amongst um, cert- certain good judges uh, in the past as to whether his his feet were quick enough. But I think that I think that the, what we're seeing now is that it probably they probably are. Um, mm. I think that. What what comes across at times in 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 those videos maybe is that at times is is the as the end product always been there? But again, you might wonder is that maybe because the the quality around him at West Ham maybe isn't as much as ultimately as it, as it, as, it, as it is for you know, I don't know. Well, ultimately, Rodri is if Rodri mm-hmm. goes on a run like that, he's he's laying it off to to Erling Haaland and um, if uh, or, or Kevin De Bruyne and. and and so the move carries on and progresses and ends in a in a great goal. Not quite the same um, at West Ham, maybe, and, yeah. and maybe that's something that playing in a, in, a, in a side like Arsenal will 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 progress more and everything. Yeah, it's really intriguing to see how this kind of therefore develops and this and how he transitions into this Arsenal team. What you said there about you know can he play maybe further is. Is he going to be able to play maybe in an eight-star role in, in an Arsenal team? Is there going to be a development in the midfield? I know that the idea is that we might see Havertz and Odegaard partner one another with Rice behind them, but will there be scope in the future that, that Arteta might potentially bring someone in that plays deeper than Rice if he develops in that sense? It's thing what they, there's so much still to get from from Rice. And I think often there's a misconception about the word experience and then the link to the age of the player. Because actually for a 24-year-old, he's got an incredible amount of experience at international level, at club level, at European level now, you know, as well. So in terms of kind of rounding this off, uh, Jacob, firstly, a massive thank you to you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it and really, really insightful stuff that I'm sure the listeners are going to really appreciate. As kind of a verdict on this, in the terms of kind of where this sits for Arsenal and where they are at as a club right now, how important of a deal do you think this could be for their future? I think it could be. I think it'd be absolutely massive. I think um, you know. I think if you look at it, I think if you take the the two games probably where it starts to unravel, or maybe three games, um, mm-hmm. you could kind of see the warning signs, I guess, in the Bournemouth Aston Villa games sort of around February March. But then the the, the post international break, the Liverpool away where they're two 0 up and 
they end up drawing the game. And in isolation, draw at Anfield, the way they actually played that mm. day, not that bad a point, but we all know what it's like to go in a toe-to-toe race with, with Manchester City. Um, it it was obviously, uh, you know, I think that if, if, Arsenal, if, if Arsenal have Rice that day, I'm not sure they lose a two-goal lead. If Arsenal have Declan Rice against West Ham, and obviously... West Ham that day would not have had Declan Rice. So, yeah. but if again, I don't think that that game goes the way that it did. I don't think that ends two all. I think probably the two nil up, and that's it. And probably that game against Southampton, it doesn't unravel in the way it did as well at home. I think it's I think it's massive for them, and um, I think it will. He's the kind of player who will, the kind of midfielder who will make the others better as well. So. I think you'll see more from Odegaard. It'll be very. I'm very interested to see what happens with Havertz. Um, mm. And yeah, I think I think it's it's a huge ask because obviously Manchester City are so powerful. But I think it gives them a much better chance. The terminology I'm getting is is game changer um, from that description. I think he is he's absolutely going to be a game changer for for us, and I'm very excited to see it and watch it next season. Jacob, thank you so much for your time uh, this evening. I really appreciate. It. Tell people they can find you and what you're going to be up to. Uh, they can find me in the Guardian football pages, uh, obviously, and my Twitter is just my name, Jacob Steinberg. Uh, so yeah, this week I guess we're waiting to hear from Maurizio Pochettino at Chelsea. Um, mm. Probably annoy Spurs fans a bit more, which will be interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those old quotes are coming back, aren't they? Very, mm. very loudly and, and brashly. Um, please make sure, listeners, that you are following Jacob on Twitter at Jacob Steinberg. You can find him there. And of course, all of the pieces he writes will be in The Guardian, so you can find them there. Uh, you will find us, of course, tomorrow morning live once again at 8 a.m. I hope that you've enjoyed this tactical breakdown of Declan Rice. If you have, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel as well. We will see you again very soon. Have a fantastic evening. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.